Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Praise the Most High for you all today. This is Pastor Battle from Ahab Love Ministry. I pray that you all are having a wonderful Sabbath day of rest, relaxation. Pray that you all are learning Yah's word. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to start off today. We're going to. Uh, this is part four of resisting the old nature. So we're going to uh, we're going to do the Shema, and then we're going to um, pray. We're going to get into the word. Amen. So Hallelujah. So I'm going to have people to join in today with me. Do the Shema. Come on. Shema Israel, Yahuwah Eloheinu. Shema Israel, Yahuwah Echad. And Baruch Shem Kevod Naluto. And Baruch Shem Le'olam Shema Yisrael, Yahuwah Eloheinu. Shema Yisrael, Yahuwah Echad. And Baruch Shem Kegel Naluto. And Baruch Shem Le'olam Shema Yisrael, Yahuwah Eloheinu. Shema Yisrael, Yahuwah Echad. And Baruch Shem Kevot Mahuto. And Baruch Shem Le'olavayeh. Hallelujah. Amen. So praise Yah for that. Praise Yah. Shema Yisrael, Hero Israel. Listen, O Israel, with the full intentions to obey. Amen. Yah is our Elohim. He is one. Amen. And we are to love him with all our heart, all our might, all our strength. Amen. And Yeshua said the second commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Shema Yisrael. Yah, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Yah, for your loving kindness. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for keeping us, giving us strength. Thank you for giving us a mind to be able to even make the right decisions. Thank you for allowing us, helping us to come close to you, to be a part of your kingdom. Yah, we thank you. We just give, we just give uh, uh, worship to you and praise to you. We're just grateful to you. We pray, Yah, that you will open our understanding today, that you will give us uh, trust, help us to grow in our trust in you as we hear your word. For we understand that your word says that trust comes by hearing and hearing by your word. Help us to continue to walk in obedience, to remain humble, to be close to you. We need you and we realize that we cannot make it without you. For you are the strength of our life. You are the source of our life. You are our everything, our all in all. We just praise you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So we're going to deal with uh, Romans 8th chapter today. And also we're going we're gonna to deal with um, Galatians, excuse me, Colossians chapter number 3 uh, today. About dealing with, about dealing with our, um, resisting our old nature. So we're going to get right on into it. I'm going to start out today. Uh, with Colossians chapter number three, uh, beginning at verse one, it says, So, if you were raised along with the Messiah, then seek the things above, where the Messiah is sitting at the right hand of Yah. Focus your minds on things above, and not on things here on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden in the Messiah, in Yah. When the Messiah, who is our life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. <clears throat> Verse 5. Therefore, 
put to death the, the earthly parts of your nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is a form of idolatry. For, for it is because of these things that Yah's anger is, becoming, is coming on those who disobey him. True enough, you used to practice these things in the life you once lived, but now put them all away. Anger, exasperation, meanness, slander, and obscene talk. Never lie to one another because you have stripped away the old self with his ways and have put on the new self, which is continually being renewed in a fuller and fuller knowledge, closer and closer to the image of his creator. The new self allows no room for discriminating between Gentile and Jews. Gentile and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, foreigner, savage, slave, free man, but on the contrary in all, on the contrary in all, the Messiah and everything. So let's push pause. So we have to put our minds on the things above. That not, not, I'm not saying be so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good as far as going to heaven. That's not what the scripture is saying. The scripture is saying put your mind on the things of Yah, on the spirit, and not on just on the natural ways of, of life or on the natural ways of man. But one thing I want to bring out before before I even get into the other stuff is uh beginning at verse five it says, Therefore put to death the earthly parts of your of your nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and right here, and greed, which is a form of idolatry. So the first thing I want to deal with is greed. And when I'm when I mean greed, I'm not speaking from, from the money perspective. I mean, excuse me, from food perspective, of someone being greedy, someone overeating, uh, gaining a bunch of weight. That's not that's not um, right. Here's what this talking about. It's, it's, it's dealing with never being satisfied with something. And, and most people are greed. Greed starts not just on the uh, on the outward of you eating a bunch of food and you 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 you, you too full and oh man, my stomach hurt. Uh, or you drink a bunch of water, and you know you got you water log, and you can't move. But no, but 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 trying to have some, can't get enough of it, or even to to hurt someone for it. So my example I'm going to use today is money, because that seems to be the focus that we have many pastors teaching on, teaching about money, teaching about gimme 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 prosperity. Now, as I said before, prosperity, uh, the gospel is a false gospel. It's not Yah. Now, what, what, with me reading this, this is what Yah has given me. You got Balaam. When Balak wanted Balaam to come and curse uh, the children of Israel. And Balaam, he couldn't curse them. But what he did was, he, 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 used, he, he told Balak how to hurt Israel. And how to hurt Israel was to bring them into idolatry. And so they want to use the women from the Midianites to mingle in with the men of Israel and to pull them astray, which caused them to go into idolatry. And if you read Numbers, Yah tells Moses, he said, you are to treat Midian or the Midianites as your enemies. And, and my point in saying it is, when, when, we, when we try to use the word to bring people from Yah and put their mind on having things above having Yah, and it makes them greedy. It makes them... It, it, it makes them think that the money is the answer to all their problems. It gives them a false sense of security because money does not answer all your problems. They, they use money 
to put in the forefront, and then every now and then they come and slide about not living in sin. Or every now and then they come and slide and bring the Messiah up. But the focal point to the individual is to have money. So now, here it is, they, they consider themselves being blessed by having material things, but they're still dealing with domestic issues. They're still dealing with fornication. They're still dealing with hate. They're still dealing with things that will cause them to not to inherit the kingdom of Yah because their mind is focused on money and they consider themselves blessed. Now I have a question. My question is, are you blessed to have a million dollars but to be an atheist? Are you blessed to have a million dollars but not follow Torah, not follow Yah's ways? Are you blessed to have a million dollars but not have Yahshua Hamashiach as, your, as the Messiah in your life? Because my, my answer to all those questions is no, you're not blessed. Because what does it profit you to gain the entire world and to lose your very soul in the end? It profits you nothing. You, you actually be living your life for no reason. Your life is it's just like just like the cartoon when I watched when I was a kid, uh, the Smurfs, and they had the Smurf on there with a mirror calling himself Vanity Smurf, and he's always looking in the mirror. And so your life will be vanity if, if you just live your life to please your own self, to have other things, to gratify your own flesh, and not live your life to please the Most High. The overall purpose of your life is to please Yah. It's all about Yah. It's about seeking his kingdom first and his righteousness so the things you need will be added to your life. So having a bunch of money, having a big house, having, having a lot of cars does not make you rich from Yah's perspective because y'all don't need that. The word says that a cow on a thousand hills belongs to him. The earth is Yah's and the fullness thereof. But it all belongs to him. So he don't need your material possessions. And, and that's not how he's blessing you. What y'all wants is your heart. He wants your heart. He wants you. He wants all of you. He don't want half of you. He don't want 50% of you. He don't want a lukewarm you. He don't want a cold you. He wants a you that's on fire for him. And in order to, for, for you to obtain the prize, you have to rid yourself of you. We have to begin to tell ourselves no. Now, the hardest person in the world to tell no to is oneself. We can tell our children no at times. We tell our spouse no at times. Tell our friends no at times. But when it comes to something we want, it's hard for us to tell ourselves no. Now, listen, if you think that we get angry when our spouse tells us no, especially when it comes to something you really want, whether it's want to be intimate or when you want to go somewhere and you get mad, you get an attitude, you walk around pounding. Imagine the attitude you have by telling yourself no. And the thing about it is, telling yourself no, it, 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 we have the audacity or the mitigated God to get mad at y'all. It can't be like that. So, 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 so we have to learn how to resist our old nature. When the Apostle Paul is saying, don't, don't put your mind... On, on down here, he's not telling us don't live our lives. That's not what he's, he's telling us. What he's telling us, don't make that our focal point. Don't make that first. So let's go start. We're going to start back at verse 5. At verse 5 of Galatians 3. It says, therefore, put to death the earthly parts of your nature. Then he begins to explain the earthly parts of the nature that he's telling us to put to death. 
sexual immorality, impurity and lust, evil desires and greed, which is a form of idolatry. So we have to put to death sexual immorality, the things that cause us to go astray. You know, sexual immorality caused the children of Israel to begin to walk in idolatry when, when the Midianites came into the camp. Well, it's all right to do. No, it's not all right to be sexual immoral. To be sexual immoral. It's not all right to, um, to, to be impure or unclean. It's not all right to, to, to lust after things. Lust is not always uh, being perverted as far as when it comes to a form of sex, but it's, it, it, it's being, uh, not being able to have enough and not being satisfied. So you got to have it and have it and have it. You're lusting after of it. Not just in the form of a relationship, but people can lust after money, cars, food. They can lust after anything. It's, just, it's not just sex. So also, um, hallelujah. Uh, for, uh, verse 6 says, For it is because of these things, these things, that Yah's anger is coming on those who disobey him. True enough, you used to practice these things in the life you once lived. Yeah, before you met the Most High. Before you came into the covenant knowledge of Him. Now let me say this. Before you realized who you were, whether in identity as an Israelite, if you, or before you realized who you were, whether uh, as a sinner, whether you're granted in. You once did these things. You once did things that caused you, that, that was contrary to the will of Yah. Because you have no, no idea of who you were. Or you had no idea of the Messiah. So it says, true enough, you, you, you used to practice these, these things in the life you once lived, but now put them all away. Anger, exasperation, meanness, slander, and obscene talk. Anger, 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 always mad, bitter. Can't stand anybody. You know, let me let me explain something to, to all of us. To, 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 to Israel and those who are grafted in. We always want to put the buck on somebody else. Israel, for the most part, is mad at the slave masters. They're mad at how harsh they were treated in slavery. They're mad at how harsh it was in the 60s. They're mad at how harsh we're being treated now. And true enough, those things were wrong and it's wrong now. But Israel must not forget that it's Israel's reason that Israel is in this position. It's through Israel's own disobedience that Israel is not at home, but they're in a diaspora. See, as I said in the, in, in the first part, in part one of this lesson, we always want to talk about how unfair the punishment is. But we never ever want to deal with the crime or the sin that causes the punishment. See, we, we, we never want to deal with the consequences. We, just, we, never, we, we don't like the consequences. We don't, we don't like what we got to face when we go through something. But it seems like the matter of us about doing the punishment. Here's a great example. Let's go to Genesis. We're going to go look at our brother, uh, Cain. And let, 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 let's read about Cain's life. Hallelujah. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter number 4. And we're going to find... We, we're gonna find Find out about Cain. Cainian. You ready? Let's, let, we, we're going to go all the way. We, we, we're just going to start at verse 9. Well, excuse me, not, not verse 9. Hmm. We're going to start at verse 8. 
Genesis 4 and 8. Ready? Says this. Canyon had words with his brother Havel. Then one minute, when they were in the field, Cain turned on Havel, his brother, and he killed him. Verse 9 says, Yah said to Cain, Where is Havel or Abel, your brother? And he replied, I don't know. Am I my brother's guardian? Am I my brother's keeper? He said, What have you done? That's the response that Yah gave to Cain. Because for Cain to say that, you had to have done something. What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. Now here it is, the punishment. Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood at your hands. When you fall on the ground, it will no longer yield the strength of you. You will be a fugitive wandering the earth. Cain said to Yah, my punishment is greater than I can bear. You are banning me today from the land and from your presence. I'll be a fugitive one in the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. So now, you see that y'all, we, we understand what happens. The brothers bring uh, a sacrifice to the most high. Abel brings his, his livestock. Cain brings from the fruit of the ground. Y'all have respect for, uh, for Abel's. He did not respect Cain's. Cain was downcast. Y'all approached Cain. He asked him, why is he angry? Why are you so downcast? Then he said, if you're doing right, you shouldn't have any, anything. You know, hold your head high if you're doing good. Then he tells him that sin is lying at your door. It wants you, but you can rule over it. So y'all come and give Cain the word, try to warn Cain about sin. Cain does not listen to the most high. He and his brother are in the garden or in the field one day. They have words. He turned on his brother. He killed his brother. When y'all approached Cain, Cain never repented about killing his brother. He never accepted the moral responsibility of killing his brother. The only thing that bothered Cain was the punishment he had to receive for killing his brother. He didn't want to be cursed, but he wanted his brother dead. So instead of him repenting, turning, praying for mercy, asking y'all to forgive him, the only thing he said was, after y'all punished him, was that my pain, my punishment, my punishment is greater than I can bear. He never ever thought about the action. He was only concerned about the consequences. So my question today is, what are we concerned about? Because you know what? Yeah, it's our criminal system, justice system is unfair toward people of color than it is Caucasian folks. True enough. But now, if a man goes to rob a store, he's an he's a, he's a African-American or he's an Israelite or whatever, or a person of color, he may get 20 years. Man, a Caucasian, as they say, rob a store, he may get probation. And that's not fair. It's, it's, it's not right. That's the cry that we cry out. But, but hold on. You did not have to go rob the store in the first place. You didn't have to. See, the thing is, yes, it's unfair. Life is not fair. But it still does not give you a justification to go do wrong. You don't like your punishment? Don't do the wrong behind it. The obscene talk, the slander. Now, now, now Paul is talking about obscene talk. He's talking about slander. When we look at Numbers 12, we begin, let, let's go to Numbers 12. We're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna use the Torah to prove our point today from Galatians. We're going to go to Numbers 12. 
And then we're going to try to hit Romans. We're going to Galatians. Might be a part five. We don't know. It depends on what the most high allow us to uh, go forward. Numbers 12 and 1 says this. Miriam and Aharon began criticizing Moshe on the account of the Ethiopian woman he had married. For he had, in fact, married an Ethiopian woman. They said, is it true that Yah has only spoken to Moshe? Hasn't he spoken to us too? Yah heard them. Now this man Moshe was very humble, more so than anyone on the earth. Suddenly Yah told Moshe, Aharon, and Miriam, come out you three to the tent of meeting. The three went out to him. Yah came down in a column of cloud, stood at the entrance of the tent. He summoned Aharon and Miriam, and they both went forward. He said, listen to what I say. When there's a prophet among you, I, Yah, make myself known, known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. But it isn't that way with my servant Moshe. He is the only one who is faithful in my entire household. When I speak to him, when I, when I, when I, with him I speak face to face or face to present and clearly. Not in riddles. He sees the image of Yah. So why weren't you afraid to criticize my servant Moshe? The anger of Yah had fled against them and he left. Now we see the outcome of this. The outcome is that Miriam had leprosy, or what we will say the Hebrew word zera'at, which is, which, which is a, a skin disease, but it's an affliction of the soul. Now, what Miriam was doing, not only, not only was, was she um, slandering Moses, or not only was she um, obscene talk, she, she, she was trying to turn brother against brother. See, it says that they, that, that, that they were angry because Moses had married an Ethiopian woman. But then when Miriam talked, she said, is it true that y'all only used Moses? Because Aaron's position at that point was the priest. He was the high priest. Moses was the leader of Israel. Miriam was considered the prophet. They were all three leaders. Miriam was trying to slander Moses, trying to tear Aaron against his brother. Now, Lashon Hurrah is the Hebrew word for, for, for forbidden speech. It's the, same, it's, it's, it's the same here as obscene talk or slander. And so because of that, we see that Yah dealt with Miriam, gave her leprosy, and put her outside of the camp for seven days because she was considered unclean. And what had happened was her heart was revealed. See, we got to understand, Moses prayed for her because Aaron prayed. Y'all response to Moses and said, well, listen, if her father would have spit in her face, she would, have been, she would have been ashamed. So let her stay outside of the camp for seven days. See, we don't want to never take the, the, the punishment for the crime, for the action, for the sin we commit. But we want to commit the sin. Listen, if you don't want to receive that punishment for the sin you commit, then don't do the sin. Well, we all sin. Nobody's perfect. Well, that's true and that's not true. What do I mean? It's true we all sin. We all do sin inadvertently, by mistake. That means unintentionally. That means that we all sin when we know something is not, not a sin, or, we, or excuse me, when we don't know something is a sin. We have no understanding of what's going on. We all do that, of course, but we all do not have to sin on purpose. Intentionally sin. Because you know why? 
You don't have to talk about anybody. We don't have to be sexual immoral. We don't have to be a fornicator. We don't have to be mean. We don't have to lust. These things we can choose not to do. We don't have to murder. These things we can choose not to do. These things will cause us to inherit the kingdom of Yah. It will make Yah unrighteous, unfair, unjust to judge us for things we have no control of. And so then he's not unfair. He's not unrighteous. If he tells us that we don't, don't do these things, that means we have control not to do them things. And if we can't do it on our own, then we can submit to him, yield to his spirit, and he'll give us the ability to overcome these things so that we won't find ourselves in bad situations. Amen. So, hallelujah. So let, 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 let's continue. Uh, we, we, we're going to start back with, um, with uh, verse 7 in Galatians 3 and 7. It says, true enough, you used to practice these things in the life you once lived, but now put them all away. Anger, exasperation, meanness, slander, and obscene talk. Never, never lie to one another because you have stripped away the old self with his ways and have put on the new self, which is continually being renewed in fuller and fuller knowledge, closer and closer to the image of his creator. The new self allows no room for discriminating between Gentile and Jew. Circumcised or uncircumcised, foreigner, savage, slave, free man, on the contrary, and all, the Messiah is everything. Verse 12, therefore, as Yah's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with fillings of compassion and with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another. If anyone has a complaint against someone else, forgive him. Indeed. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so must you forgive. Verse 14. Above all these, clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together perfectly, and let the shalom, which comes from the Messiah, be your heart's decision maker. Uh oh. And let the shalom, which comes from the Messiah, be your heart's decision maker. For this is why you were called to be part of a single body. So let, 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 let the peace of Yah or the Shalom of Yeshua be your heart's decision maker, not you. Why is that? Why, 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 why did Paul say that? Let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 17. Your heart, whenever you read the scripture, whenever you read the scripture and you see the word heart, it's, it always referred to your mind, not, not, not the organ in your chest. The organ in your chest is not what leads and guides you. The organ in your chest is what pumps blood through your body and gives your body life. But the organ in your chest does not have a thought process. You don't think with the organ in your chest. You think with the organ in your head, your mind. You, you, not, not, not your brain, but your soul, your heart is what you think with. So Jeremiah 17, let's go. Because see, your heart, you making your own decision will cause trouble for you. So we're going to read Jeremiah 17. And we're going to begin at verse 5. 
Jeremiah 17, 5 says this. Here's what Yah says. A curse on a person who trusts in humans, who relies on merely human strength, whose heart turns away from Yah. He will be like the tamarisk in the Aravah. When relief comes, it is unaffected, for it lives in a sun-baked desert, in salty, uninhabited land. Blessed is the man who trusts in Yah, for Yah will be his security. He will be like a tree planted near water. It spreads out its roots by the river. It does not notice when he comes. And its foliage is luxuriant, and it is not anxious in the, in the, in the year of drought, but keeps on yielding fruit. Now listen, because before I go to verse 9, it says this, Blessed is the man who trusts in Yah, for Yah will be his security. Now listen, this is a benefit when Yah is your security. He will be like a tree planted near water. It spreads out its roots by the river. It does not notice when heat comes. And its foliage is luxuriant. Why is it not noticed? Why would it not notice when heat comes? Because it has everything it needs. It has all the, the nutrients, the nurture that it needs, the water. So when the heat comes to try to dry out, it can't dry it out. It's unaffected by the heat. It's unaffected by pressure. It's unaffected, it's unaffected by trouble. Why? Because it has Yah as its security. That's us who have Yah as our security. We won't notice when, it, when, notice when the heat comes. We won't notice when the trouble comes. We won't notice when the hardship comes. We won't notice when bad things arrive. Why? Because we have security. Because we have Yah as our refuge. Verse 9 says this. The heart is more deceitful than anything else and mortally sick. Who can fathom it? I, Yah, search the heart. I test inner motivations in order to give everyone what his actions and conduct deserve. So now listen. You cannot, we should not allow our heart to make our decisions for us. We should not make we should not allow our own heart to make our decision. Verse 15 in Galatians 3 and 15 says, and let the shalom which comes from the Messiah be your heart's decision maker. Decision maker. For this way you were called to be part of a Single body. Because when the Messiah, when the Messiah is shalom, when the Messiah is there and it guides your heart decision making, it will help you make the right decision. But when you guide your, let your own heart lead you, you always make wrong decisions. Let me give some, some wise advice. The word says this, excuse me, people say this, follow your heart. Follow your heart. Go ahead, man, follow your heart. Say what's in your heart. Man, speak your heart. Speak your heart. Say what's in your heart. Turn that light on. Say what's in your heart. Speak your heart. Don't do that. That's wrong. It's not wise to follow your heart. Because your heart is sick. It's desperately wicked. Who can fathom it? Your heart, your mind can cause you to go in the wrong direction. Don't follow your heart. Don't listen to those old foolish phrases that people say. 
our forefather. I understand our mothers, our mothers told us that before, our fathers and told us that before. And they say, man, follow your heart. Speak your heart. It's sincere. You can speak your heart. It can be sincere. At the same time, it can be sincerely wrong. No, don't follow your heart. You be led and guided by the Mashiach. You follow the spirit of Yah. Your heart is what will have you in the position that you're in today. Listen to me. Cain was upset. Cain got upset with his brother because Yah accepted Abel's, but not his. He, he fought on his heart. He killed his brother. Yah approached him, gave him his word, gave him wisdom. He rejected Yah's wisdom. He killed his brother. And then did not accept, accept his punishment. He didn't repent. He didn't turn from his sin. He, he didn't have any kind of remorse about, for what he did. He just simply just stated that my punishment is greater than I can bear. Not that he was sorry for what he done. Don't follow your heart. Your heart will lead you astray. It was Adam and Eve that followed their heart. Listen. Always following your heart will always lead you to disobey Yah. It, because your heart is your nature. It's your old nature. And it is contrary to the word of Yah. Your heart is your mind. I've spoken that already. But listen, when you read in, 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 in Genesis, the word said, here is the word. The word tells us that, that Yah tells Eve, he tells Adam, he tells man, mankind, do not eat from this tree. Now man had the opportunity to live forever because there was two trees in the garden. One tree produced death. One tree produced life. Now hear me real well. The adversary will always want to kill you. He'll always want death to come in your life. He'll always want you to fall. The adversary never ever wants what's best for you. He wants to always lead you astray. I'm going to give you two examples. My first example is that Yah had given the word to Adam and to Eve and told them don't eat from this tree because if you, if you do, it will become certain that you will surely die. Now it says more than that. I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing. But it was also a tree in that garden. That produce life. Y'all told them. You can freely eat from any tree in the garden. Except for the one. That you're going to die from. Adam and Eve. Followed their heart. The adversary came in. They deceived. Listen. They understood what y'all had said. It, even if Eve had misquoted. What the most high had said. Adam still knew. But you know what. When the adversary got finished speaking to them. Instead of them obeying y'all's spirit. Instead of them obeying the spirit, the word says that the woman saw the tree was good to make one wise. And they ate from it. And their eyes were open. And all of a sudden, the perfect image that Yah had made them in, they was ashamed of it. They was ashamed of being naked when at one point in time, in Genesis 2, they were naked and unashamed. But see, because when you follow your heart, the adversary can give you a distorted view of life and then you find yourself being ashamed of what Yah has created for you. You find yourself being ashamed of the place he has you in. You find yourself being ashamed of 
everything that Yah has for you. So what Adam and Eve did, did because they followed their heart, they became ashamed and they hid themselves from Yah's word. Because the word says that the voice of Yah was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Well, they hid themselves. And following your heart will pull you from Yah's word. It'll cause you to hide yourself from his word. It'll have you in places you should not be. And also it'll put you out of your purpose. Because that's exactly what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden. And they was put out of the garden. And began to have to do it by themselves. Since they want to follow their own heart. My second one is this. When you see the million, the million nights. When you see Balak. Wanted to curse Israel. So he used, they tried to use Balaam to curse Israel. Balaam thought he was slick. He, he did not curse Israel. He couldn't curse Israel. But he still tried to get them to go on astray by committing idolatry through fornication. Trying to lead them astray. Wanted to follow their heart. Praise Yah for Pincus who stepped in. And because of Pinkus' zeal, he has the same zeal as Yah. Yah told Moshe that I'm going to give Pinkus my covenant of shalom forever because of his zeal. And we have to have that same mind. We got to have some Pinkuses out here. Listen, go attacking the adversary that's trying to kill us, that's trying to kill you off. Listen, because of the Midianites, what they did, Yah tells Moses, he says, you are to treat Midian as an enemy, gathered him an army, and they killed every male, every woman that was not a virgin, and also they killed Balaam. So you can't follow your heart. You have to have the mind of the Messiah. You got to be led by the Moshiach. Let me give you his example of what he did. Because the Moshiach had the same word that was given to Adam when you read Matthew chapter number 3. And it says that Yochanan, John the Immerser, John the Baptizer, John the Baptist, whatever you want to name him, he had baptized Yeshua. And when Yeshua had gotten out of the water, a voice spoke and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And when you begin to read Matthew 4, it said then Yeshua was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the adversary. And after 40 days of fasting, he was hungry. And the adversary came to him and said, if you are the son of Yah, turn these stones to bread. Yeshua did what Yah said. Yeshua obeyed the spirit of Yah. He obeyed the word because he used the word and he told the adversary that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yah. So when you allow the shalom of the Mashiach to lead you, it will guide you in the right place and give you the ability to overcome and not give in to your own evil inclination, to your own old nature. Because our old nature is hostile toward Yah. Living by, living by our old nature, we cannot please the Most High. And listen, Romans 8 chapter said that we don't owe a thing to our old nature. So, you, so you're not indebted to it. You don't, you don't have to surrender to it. You don't have to give in to it. You can be led by Yah's spirit. And listen, to be led by Yah's spirit has you to kill your own emotions. Because your own emotions will cause you to go astray. Let me give you the wisdom of the Most High. When you look in Genesis 18, this is how wise Yah is. When you look in Genesis 18, 18 and 1 says, And Yah 
appeared to Abram under the tree of memory. Abraham saw him. He goes out there. He, 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 he washes his feet. They feed him. He tells Sarah she's going to have a baby to Abraham again. Then one of the men says, should we tell Abraham what we're going to do? So he tells him, we're going to destroy Sodom and, and Gomorrah. We're going to destroy it. Now Abraham's mind, because your heart is your mind, he begins to see that. He begins to intercede on behalf of the people. But Yah is wise. It may seem in your own mind that Yah is being harsh. He's being mean. But he's not. He is not being mean. And we have to be able to, we have to trust in him in spite of how we feel about it. So when you look at it, it may seem that Yah is being my, uh, uh, mean. So Abraham said, where, where, where is there 50 people in that, in that town that's righteous? You going to still destroy the town? No, if it's 50 in there, we won't destroy it. Well, what if it's 40? He got them all the way down to 10. And guess what? There was not even 10 people in that town that was righteous. So y'all understood what he was doing. He knows his will. Just like he said in Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plan that I have toward you. To give you a hope, you know, to give you an expected end. Y'all, I'm just paraphrasing, but y'all understands the plans that he has for us. He understands, he knows his ways. What we have to do is surrender our will to his will. We have to deny our own self-interest. Yes, it takes help. And he understands it takes help. So what has he done? He has given us his Ruach HaKodesh, his spirit to lead us and to guide us into all truth. He's given us true authentic leaders who's going to teach you the truth without having a hidden motive. What we got to do is follow those leaders. Follow his spirit that's leading those leaders. And not follow religion. Not follow tradition. As I told my, we was having Torah class this morning. And as we was teaching, I began to, you know, I guess a testimony. And said this. That I did not, when, 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 when y'all called me the pastor, I didn't plan on being like this. I didn't plan on going, going this way, but I am where I am, and I believe that it's because of, I'm led by y'all. Everything was not pleasant. Everything was not pleasant at all. It's not always joyous. We had to give up a lot of things, and it was not always joyous giving them up. We had to begin to eat clean. It wasn't, all, it wasn't, it wasn't always happy learning how to eat clean because all of my life I had eaten unclean. We started honoring the Sabbath and stopped worshiping y'all on Sundays. And we don't at all regard Sunday as a holy day because it's not. When the majority of our family worship y'all on a Sunday. Sunday was a holy day to them, but not to y'all. So we had to make a decision to obey y'all and go through persecution. So now we honor the Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. We honor all feast days. We don't honor Easter. We don't honor Christmas. We don't do Thanksgiving. Because those are not the word of Yah. 
We do Passover and the Feast of Matzah, the Feast of Trumpets and Shavuot, Sukkot, Yom Kippur. We honor the, the biblical Feast of Yah. We want to have a good time, we do Purim. Sometimes we, 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 we celebrate the, the Hanukkah tradition because it's scripture. And those things are not easy to give up what you've been knowing all your life. But it's a decision. I want to be, inherit the kingdom of Yah. I want to walk in his will. Before I was born again, I was once a fornicator. But I came to the knowledge of not fornicating. When I got, first got saved, I fornicated. But I had to grow and learn. So I stopped fornicating. And I married my wife. Been married be 22 years, 21 years this year. But I had to grow in that. I used to lie all the time. Want to fight all the time. Want to get high. Smoke a blunt. But I had to understand that those things does not please the most high. So I've grown in my walk and I've learned. And, 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 and I'm not saying these things to boast because I'm no better than anybody. But I am saying them to, from the point that what you're dealing with, you can grow in it and you can grow out of what you're doing. You no longer have to remain bound by the adversary. Get in the word of Yah. Study his word. Seek his kingdom first. Cry out to him. Get past man-made religion. Get past man-made tradition. Get out of religion, as a matter of fact, because this is not a religious thing. Y'all did not call us to be religious. He didn't call you to embrace Judaism. He didn't call you to embrace Christianity. No, he didn't. He called you to come back to him, to reconcile you back to him through his son, not give you a title as, as a Christian. You have so many folks that's Christians that's going to hell. You have so many folks that's Judaism that's going to hell. What do you call it? Messianic Judaism or what? Because, that, because you call your, because you give yourself a title does not mean you follow the Messiah. When you read Matthew 7, as we've read this past week, that everybody that says, Lord, Lord, would not enter the kingdom of Yah. You got to know Yah. You have to be reconciled back to Yah through Yahshua HaMashiach. And, with, and in this walk, it takes persecution. And you got to say no to you. You got to be willing to give it all up so you can have it all. You cannot have the mind of the rich young ruler who came to Yeshua and asked what must he do to inherit eternal life. Yeshua began, him, began to give him the ten words and he would say, hey, you know what? I've done these things from my childhood. And then Yeshua said, but there's one thing you lack. Go sell all that you have and come follow me. The word says the young man walked away grieved. Yeshua said it is easier for a rich man, for, for, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the, into the kingdom of Yah. Then, then the, the tabernacle said, well, who can enter? We left all to follow you. Yeshua said no man has ever left houses, land, mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers in this lifetime. And I, I, I have not given them it back in this lifetime with persecutions and eternal life. In the life to come. But then he said, Well, man is impossible. But with the most high, all things are possible. 
So in order to in order for you to follow Yeshua, you gotta be willing to give it all up. You gotta be willing to get past you. You gotta say no to yourself. And and that's real talk. You gotta say no to you. You gotta get past. The, the, the old nature. I know some of y'all probably say, you know, I just can't help it. I feel freaky all the time. I got to just go do it. Well, listen, is that worth your soul? God made the weed. The Bible says herb yielding seed. Come on, man. Quit giving yourself lame excuses to remain what, what you are. Well, it's tough out here. They're holding us back. Listen, I'm a, if, if you can clearly see on video, I'm a person of color. And I, and, and, and I acknowledge my identity that I am an Israelite. A Hebrew Israelite. And I, and I acknowledge that. But I came from the hood too. I grew up without a father in my home. My father was in the penitentiary growing up. My mom and them didn't have, didn't have a lot of stuff. And they didn't give me a whole lot of good teaching. But the most high can bring you out of that. I don't use my upbringing as an excuse to say where I am. I acknowledge where I'm from and what I did not know and what I did know. But then on purpose, I started to learn. Was it easy? No. It took a lot of work. And I understood that. Let me say what I said Wednesday again. History always repeats itself. But opportunities don't. So when you have an opportunity to come out of it, you take advantage of the opportunity even though it takes work. You have to rid yourself of your old nature. You can't give yourself an excuse to stay where you are based on your race, based on your financial uh, 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 background, whether you, was, whether you was born with a silver spoon in your mouth, whether you was born with a wooden spoon in your mouth, or whether you was born with no spoon in your mouth. You cannot use that as an excuse, because guess what? You still cannot use it as an advantage also, because when it comes to the most high, he don't care what side of the track you was on. He don't care if you were born in London, London, England as royalty. He don't care if you were born in the Igbo tribe as a king. He don't care if you were born in America as an Indian chief, Jack. You still gotta get it right. You still gotta humble yourself for the most high, and you still gotta live holy and rid yourself of your old nature. So your background don't matter when it comes to the most high. It matters about you surrendering yourself to his will. He's the most high. When you read the scriptures, Yah proves who he is. Yah has encountered kings such as Pharaoh. And he's shown Pharaoh that he was the most high. He has encountered Herod through Yeshua and Pilate through Yeshua. And he's shown the Roman government of how Yeshua can resurrect. He's shown the world. He's shown the Jewish folks, the Israelites, excuse me, Judah, of who he was. So you can come out of it. You don't have to be bound. You don't have to remain in a state of stupor. <laughs> well, let me say this. You don't have to remain in a state of stupid. You can hear the sense of the Messiah and do them. My last little scripture, hopefully, that I'm going to try to read is uh, Romans the 8th chapter. Beginning at verse 14. Romans 8 and 14. Hallelujah. The word says, all who are led by Yah's spirit are Yah's sons. All who are led by the spirit of Yah are his sons. So, so, so before I even go 
to, to, to verse uh, 15, if you are not led by your spirit, you are not your son. You got to make a decision on who you're led by. If you're led by you, you can't belong to him. And if you're led by him, you can't belong to you. Make a decision. I do what I want. Well, really? What if y'all tell you don't do it? Then what? See, let me kill, let me, let me, let me kill the adversary on this. These faith robbing phrases that causes children to go rebellious and have been done by some people. When you tell a child, when you're 18 and you're grown, you can do what you want. You plant a seed into that child that's killing their life. Because you can be 60 and 70 and 50 and don't do what you want. If you belong to the most high, you don't do what you want to do. It's not your thing. And you don't do what you want to do. And he can tell you who to sock it to. You were bought with a price. So when you tell children or tell young folks, oh, you grown, do what you want to do. Then they go into doing rebellion and most children forget the teachings of their parents and their lives wind up being ruined. And then the ones who said that child went crazy, that child is going astray. You the main one that caused them to go that way. And you can't even acknowledge the seeds you planted. Quit saying things that causes children, that cause people to go astray. How can you call yourself being 70, 80, a son of God, when you want to do your own thing? If you 70 or 80 and doing your own thing, you a bastard. Uh-oh, that's what the Bible say. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And those who don't have a father, what do we call them? We call them bastards. I'm not cussing. I'm just telling the truth. It may seem offensive because it may hurt your feelings if you're one of the ones that's listening and have done this, but then get past it, repent, turn from it, and begin to do better. And then tell the person that you told that to that you was wrong. And maybe y'all can fix it. But the word says in Romans 8 and 14, those who are led by the spirit of Yah are Yah's sons. Verse 15 says, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to bring you back again into fear. But on the contrary, you receive the spirit who makes us sons and by whose power we cry out Abba. That spirit. Don't bring you back into slavery, into fear, to cause you to be, go into bondage and not being able to move, to cause you stuck and not being able to be obedient because you see in your own mind you can't do it. But you receive the spirit of power when you receive the spirit of Yah. You receive the spirit of love and self-discipline. When you receive the spirit of Yah, not to bring you back into bondage, but you are free. And Philippians, the word says that Yah is that spirit. And where the spirit of Yah is, there is liberty, there is freedom. So you can't be continue to be bound on the slave to sin and in servitude where you are a son of the most high. But it says you receive the spirit who makes us sons and by whose power we cry Abba. That is, dear father, the spirit himself. Bears witness with our own spirits that we are the children of Yah. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of Yah and joint heirs with the Messiah, provided we are suffering with him in order to be glorified with him. Hallelujah. That's the truth. May I tell the truth when I talk at all costs. Because some folks may want to walk away. But I mean, let, me, let me tell you, let me, let, me, let me appeal to you. Don't walk away. Deal with it. I remember when I was younger, and we would get whoopings by my mama or my grandmama or my, or my, or my, 
my, my, my stepfather, and, and I want to run. But I realized if I run, it's going to be worse. So I had to stand there and deal with it. Take the licks. It'll be over after a while. But those same licks that I've taken, you know, it taught me some things. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> it taught me to do what's right from that, that point on. So sometimes you got to take these licks. You got to take this, 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 this discipline in order to get you in the place that you need to be in. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, the most high he corrects his sons. The word says, don't be weary when you are rebuked by him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to drop down to verse 26. Romans 8.26 says this. Romans 8.26 says, similarly, similarly, summarily, similarly, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. It does what? The Spirit of Yah helps us in our weaknesses. For we don't know how we for we don't know how to pray the way we should. But the Spirit Himself pleads on our behalf with groanings too deep for words. And the one who searches the heart knows exactly what the Spirit is thinking, because his pleading for Yah's people according to Yah's will. So the Spirit prays for us. But we don't know what to say. Well, you can't open your mouth. When you're in a position, you don't know how to express it. The Spirit himself prays on your behalf. Grown is too deep for words. These are the benefits you get being the son of the Most High. That Yah himself becomes the sustainer for you. He becomes the provider for you. He becomes the protector for you. He gives you everything you need in order for you to make it in life. To succeed. Show enough. That's the benefit you got as a son. Let me Reread it again so you can understand what I just said. It says, similarly, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. A weakness is not a strong point. <laughs> a weakness is a low point. It's a soft point. It's a point where you don't have enough strength to be able to accomplish what you set out to accomplish. It's a point where you don't have enough strength to do what you need to do. It's a point where you have enough strength to, where you don't have enough strength to overcome what you need to overcome. So the Spirit Himself helps you in all of those points. It helps you in your weaknesses. For we don't know how to pray the way we should. How you should pray, what you should say, how you should get, how you should do. You don't know how to do it when you don't know how to do all that. It says, but the Spirit himself pleased on our behalf with groanings too deep for words. And the one who searches the heart knows exactly what the Spirit is thinking because his pleading, his pleading for Yah's people accords, comes in line with Yah's will. Hallelujah. Furthermore, we know that Yah causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. A love, a love, Yah. What? So, so, so. But how, how, how? What is love to Yah? Obey. So, so, every, so, 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 so. It says that all things or everything work together for the good of those who obey God, obey Yah, and are called in accordance with His purpose. Because those whom He knew in advance, He also determined in advance would be conformed to the pattern of His Son, so that He might be the first born among many brothers. 
and those whom he just determined in advance, he also called. And those whom he called, he also considered righteous. And those whom he called to be considered righteous, he also glorified. Hallelujah. So then he go, so then what what then are we to say to these things? What then are we to say to these things? If Yah is for us, who could be against us? Nobody. If Yah's on our side, you listen, if Yah's on your side, you can defeat the adversary. You can say no to you. This is not just talking about being persecuted. It's talking about you walking in the ways of the Most High. Walking by the Spirit of Yah. Not walking in your old nature. Not doing things contrary to Yah. Listen, when you do things contrary to Yah, you make yourself his enemy. When you line up with him and do things contrary to the old nature, they become your enemy. And Yah gives you the ability to defeat your enemy. And when he's for you, who can be against you? Nobody. Your enemy falls every time because Yah fights your battle. You don't see in the Torah when Yah brought deliverance, he didn't use Israel to bring deliverance for Israel. He himself came out and brought deliverance. We got to have the same mind as our forefather had. What mind did our forefather had? They saw the Most High as a mighty warrior. They saw him as one who stands and is ready to fight on their behalf. Come on, devil. Come on, Pharaoh. Come on, demonic spirits. Come on, let's try to attack. And when they try to attack, y'all cuss them off. He deals with them. He, he dominates the adversary. So it's good to be on y'all's side. Amen? Verse 32 says this. He did not spare even his own son, but gave him up on behalf of us all. It, it, it is possible that having given up his son, he would not give up everything. Excuse me. Is it possible that having given up his own son, he would not give us everything else too? Man, if he gave his own son up for you, he's willing to give you everything. You got to understand he, he goes to the extreme for those who are led by the spirit. He goes to the extreme for his sons, for his children. When Yah approached uh, uh, Pharaoh through Moses, what did he tell Pharaoh about Israel? He said, Israel is my firstborn. He went to go fight on the behalf of his son. He don't change. The parents of Yah don't change. He's still willing to fight the adversary on the behalf of his sons. He's still willing to whoop the adversary's butt for his sons. He's still willing to help you kill off your old desires, your old nature, your old flesh. He's still willing to help you help kill them off for the benefit of you being his sons. And when I'm saying sons, I'm, I'm talking from a, from, a, from a position of inheritance, not gender-wise. So you're a female, you're still a son of Yah. You're a male, you're still a son of Yah. So I mean, so, 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 so ladies, you're all included. You're not excluded in any way. So who can who would bring a charge against Yah's chosen people? Certainly not Yah. He's the one who causes them to be considered righteous. Who punishes them? Certainly not the Messiah, Yeshua, who died and more than that has been raised. 
it is at the right hand of Yah and it's actually pleading on our behalf. Who will separate us from the love of the Messiah? Hmm? Trouble? Huh? Hardship? Huh? Persecution? Huh? Hunger? Huh? Poverty? Hmm? Danger? Huh? War? Mm-mm. As the knack puts it, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered sheep to be slaughtered. But the verse 37 says, no, 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 mm-mm. And all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are super conquerors. Through the one who has loved us. For I, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor, 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 nor uh, heavenly rulers, nor, nor neither that exists, nor what is coming, neither powers above, nor powers below, or any other creature or created thing will be able to separate us from the love of Yah which comes to us through the Messiah Yeshua. Hallelujah, our Lord, our Redeemer, our Savior. So get rid of your old nature. Listen, I'm going to say this and we'll give it in. Come on out of sin. You, you don't have to live in sin. I know we're going against the norm. You do not have the intentional sin against the Most High. Hebrews 10.26 says that if we continue to sin, there no longer remains a sacrifice for Yah's people. I told y'all if I could, let's go to Hebrews 10, 20, 10 26. If you want, if you want to beat the adversary, the best way to beat him is with the word of Yah, by the spirit of Yah, with Yah's help. 1026 says this. For if we deliver to continue to sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. By only the terrifying prospect of judgment of raging fire that will consume the enemies. Someone who disregards the Torah of Moshe is put to death without mercy on the word of two or three witnesses. Think how much worse would a punishment deserved by someone who has trampled under the foot the Son of Yah, who has, who has treated as something common the blood of the covenant which made him holy, and who has insulted the spirit. Giver of Yah's grace. So come on out of sin. You don't have to deliberately sin again. You can turn, you can change, you can live right, you can do right, you can be right. Hallelujah, because Yah is right. You don't have to continue to be a thief or a liar or covet or jealous or continue to eat unclean. You don't have to continue to disregard the Sabbath. You can begin to do what's right. You can begin to live right. You don't have to continue to be envy or hate people or lust after things. Or, 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 or have obscene talk. Or be bitter towards your brother. You no longer have to continue to live these ways. Hear me, Israel, and those who are grafted in. Turn from your sins to Yah. For the kingdom of Yah is at hand. Turn from it. Begin to live right. You want Yah to bring redemption. You want him to bring freedom. 
You want him to rescue you? Turn from your sins. Because if you're stealing your sins, he's going to get you too. Let's turn. Let's live right. Let's be right. Hallelujah. Let's resist our old nature. Hallelujah. Y'all, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for being so good to us. Thank you, y'all, for keeping us, for being our strength, for being our salvation, for being our everything, for being our all in all. I pray, y'all, right now in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, that you will help us to resist our old nature, not be caught up by the adversary in, de in, in deceiving ourselves by going astray. Y'all, we need your strength. We realize we cannot do these things on our own. We cannot do it by ourselves, y'all. There's no way we can do it by ourselves. We know that we can, that we can only do this through you, by your spirit, by your word. We thank you for Yahshua giving his life for us, being raised, and now we can be born again. We thank you, Yah, for bringing us back to Torah. We can live it. We can begin to do what's right from your perspective and not what's evil from your perspective. Yah, we thank you. We glorify you. We praise you for you are our strength. You are our salvation. You are everything that we need, and we glorify you in Yahshua's name. Amen.